Welcome to the Relationships Matter podcast. I'm your host, Dan Doster. Are you considering a career change? Don't go it alone. Come, join the discussion, and listen as my mid-career guests discover and reveal their decision-making process to move from successful business jobs to consulting, entrepreneuring, or taking early retirement. Welcome to the show. My guest and friend, John Hilbrick, knows how to perform well in his career and in life. John's infectious enthusiasm and unstoppable desire to lead others resulted in career success both in large company environments and small. Listen as John guides us through his journey to discover how helping others do well is the ultimate complement to a great career. Welcome to the show, John. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. So uh, tell me about your background. Uh, What are some of the highlights of your career? I was blessed to have been the oldest of eight children. Um, Northwest Indiana, Griffith, Indiana is where I grew up. And um, I, I, uh, in a sports family, um, everybody in my family was, was into some kind of a sport or another, I ended up playing basketball and, and went on to college, to Wabash College, where you and I met uh, and played basketball at Wabash. And um, I went through some difficult times at Wabash. I wanted to be a doctor. And, and as it turned out, that didn't work out so well. So I, I pivoted to be an economics major and then went on to Notre Dame to get my MBA and Following Notre Dame, I um, I was lucky enough to to land a spot at the Leo Burnett Company, an ad agency in Chicago. And um, um, another pivot was waiting for me at Leo Burnett, um, the opportunity to go overseas. So I went overseas with Burnett uh, to Germany. My wife Sue and I went to Germany with no children, and uh, and Jack, Annika, and Tom were born in Germany. Had a great experience with Burnett in Germany with major global clients. Um, and then an opportunity came to run an agency for Burnett in, uh, well, actually two, both in Denmark and Sweden. So we moved to Denmark. We then moved to Sweden. We then came back to Denmark. It was an interesting little back and forth uh, with a lot of time spent growing and, and uh, growing our family. Christian was born in Denmark. And then the chance came to take another little pivot and we moved to Canada. And uh, to take over a major account at the same agency in Canada. And um, Santa and Nicolette were born in Canada. We had a great experience in each and every place. Um, as you can tell, I, I really cherish my wife and my kids. That's why I, I, uh, I don't think in terms of all those stops we made um, in Europe and in North America as the things I accomplished in business, I, I, I tend to think of them more in terms of which of my kids were born there and, <laughs> and, um, and how much fun we all had in each, in each country that we lived. That first arc of, of your career um, has to do with uh, more of a corporate style, certainly the Leo Burnett years. Why did you do that? What, what prompted you? What was your thinking? If you can go take me back to, Coming out of Notre Dame, you decided to go into a corporate style environment. What, what do you think was driving you there? Well, you know, I always, I always had this entrepreneurial bend. I mean, I started a business in 
in uh, in business school. So was a uh, a business where we largely did anything. I mean, it was a we did mulching people's lawns and sealing their driveways and and getting bats out of their attic. Um, and I absolutely loved the freedom of doing that. But you know what? It was the '80s, and in the '80s, you went into a corporate job. And I was excited to do that. I really didn't know a lot about business. I mean, I, I went and got an MBA and I learned a lot at Notre Dame, but uh, I was actually quite excited to get a real job in a big organization. And the Burnett job happened. And once I learned more about advertising, I thought, wow, this is cool. I'll do this a few years and then I'll go off and I'll start my own thing. And, and you ended up staying at at Leo for how many years? I stayed at Leo for 15 years. You know, that two years I was going to, I was going to go in and start my own thing. I realized, you know, and, but I think that's what happens to, to you when, you know, when you're blessed and lucky and you work hard enough to be good, you keep getting opportunities and, you know, that's the way the, the world works, right? You keep getting, you're good. They keep giving you more opportunities. They don't want you to leave. So I was going to leave the agency after four years and they said, no, 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 we need you. How about you go overseas? Okay. So I stay. So bigger opportunities and, and uh, uh, more challenges and a little, of course, more money, a little upward mobility, freedom to be your own boss. You were getting some of those attributes at Leo as you were moving along. I was in the big, as you said, the big monolith kind of, the Chicago office was 2,500 people, but I was actually working. The German office was 350. The Danish office was 50. The Swedish office was 15. And I got to cut my teeth at a really young age running these smaller offices where I didn't have people kind of breathing down my neck. I kind of flourished in once I came out of learning the business and, and running clients, I then kind of flourished and really enjoyed the 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 part of inspiring the people to run the clients so working through them and and that's then you know then things really took off for me at that point and and when it came time to wind down the leo burnett uh was that more their idea or yours no it was mine um i had i had had such a good time in Germany, Denmark, Sweden, and Canada in those offices. I actually was being pulled back to the home office to run um, a big client. Uh. And there was turmoil at the top in the agency. And I had gotten down to the senior vice president level and I was in the turmoil. Big, big, massive clients in a big corporate environment. It's not my sweet spot anymore. I don't get the freedom I want. So I, I went with a couple of smaller agencies to do that, to kind of flex that muscle and make it happen. You're exactly right. And, and at some point you decided time to move back to Chicago. Was that, again, was that your idea or, or one of your employers? No, that was, that was one of the employer's ideas. So we came back to Chicago and then... Um, there was some, some management changes within the, the ownership group and they eliminated the global president level. And I was given the gift of being on the street. <laughs> so that, so, so that moment actually was, you know, obviously it's a tough one and a lot of people go through it. 
Um, but boy, what, what an amazing gift because I had now, you know, the kid who wanted to go to work for Leo Burnett and, and work for two years and then start his own thing, um, had all this experience and had, and essentially was given some runway to do just that. Tell me how you processed around that point of inflection where, uh, as you've already said, it's kind of coming back to an original idea of I'd like to do something on my own, but kind of risky. You had six kids and they had you know, and a mortgage to pay and uh, you know, schools to be paid for. How, how did you think through the process of shifting gears from something you'd always known to I think I'll try something different now? Tell me, about boy, you're that. boy, you're taking me back and making me tremble, Dan, with all the <laughs> with, with everything I had on my back at the moment when it happened. <laughs> what were yeah. you thinking, man? <laughs> well, yeah, and you know what? Yeah, you and I both played basketball, and we were both pivots, right? That's what they used to call the centerman. And uh, and there's big pivots and there's small pivots, and. You, you make a small pivot and maybe you can get a pass to a teammate. You get a bounce pass through a bunch of arms or uh, a slightly bigger pivot and you you hit somebody with a chest pass and, and they can take a three-pointer. Or you make your own move and you take it to the basket to score. Sometimes you score, sometimes you don't. And if I, if I think back to every, every moment when I made a pivot, when I was a kid, when I had some knee surgery and they told me I would never make it, make play basketball again, I'd be lucky mm-hmm. to play golf. It took two years for mm-hmm. me to make it through and rehabilitate my knee. But I ended up playing basketball in high school and I went on to play basketball in college. And so there's, I, I spent a lot of time in the weight room, you know, being frustrated that this was happening to me. But I decided that I was going to play. And so I wasn't taking no for an answer. And then, you know, uh, where you and I met at Wabash College, we decided to go to a small all-male institution for the exceptional man. And, <laughs> and, and everybody says, you know, and it's, it's kind of my I, I, this thing that I've, as I think through and, and, and you and I talk through it. You know, it was an, a YMBN moment. And, and a YMBN moment is a you must be nuts moment. When, somebody, <laughs> when you're going to do something and somebody says, you must be nuts. Why would you do that? Why would you go to that kind of a school? And, and every time you get to a you must be nuts moment, it builds your resiliency, right? It, mm. it proofs your mindset because – when somebody says you must be nuts and you go in and you prove them wrong, it gives you personal power. Mm. So it happened. It happened when I went to Wabash. It happened when I decided to go overseas for a year, my junior year at, at Wabash. You and I made that decision together. Mm. And it helped to have a compadre that was going to do the same thing. You must be nuts. Why would you go for a year? Where are you going? Why are you doing this? Why don't you just finish up? You're saying we're both nuts. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just checking. I'm sure, Dan, when you decided to do the Relationships Matter podcast, there were people who said, you must be nuts. 
they still are saying that. That's there you uh, go. <laughs> so bull, so bulletproofing your mindset. Um, going over going overseas from Leo Burnett. I had I had I had colleagues who said to me, "Why you must be nuts? Why are you doing this? If you fail over there, if you go to Germany and you fail, they won't take you back here. You'll be out of a job. They might move you back, but there's there's no there's no job for you here." I didn't even consider that stuff because I had already been through some YMBN moments and I had the confidence in myself to make it happen. So I remember Sue and I having the conversation, what, you know, and I, I said, honey, you know, I appreciate you standing with me here because I'm burning the boats. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to find a way to do this. I loved the agency business. So that part was easy. I, I wanted to try to find another business that I could acquire, that I could somehow do this again. And I, uh, I got together with a business partner. We acquired a, a global branding firm. I was lucky enough that you were as crazy as I was and, and, and you could come along and, and work with me on this. And you were, you were employee number one in the new group <laughs> of ownership. <laughs> so so, so that, that was the moment for me. I mean, it, it was, you can't make the big pivot unless you've actually built your life and, or you recognize the moments when you pivoted. If, if you're 50 years old or 60 years old right now, and it's time for a pivot, go back over your life and think about when you made these changes, what it did to you, what you had to do. The chance you had to take, um, the pushing you took, the the YMBN moments that you had to endure, all of this stuff gives you power, and that's what allows you to make a pivot. Yeah, great, great reminder. I, I hear in your words perseverance, uh, and I hear uh, character building, uh, and uh, you didn't say it, but I, I think you would agree a little bit of luck. Oh yeah, uh, 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 and uh, having uh, people uh, around you who, like your wife or uh, other friends, other business colleagues, who uh, mutually you you can mutually encourage each other to to uh, create something True. where previously nothing was there, uh, so that you're you're able to get up and face another day when it's hard. Right, that's very insightful, Dan. Well, <laughs> I think the the uh, I like what you said about looking back and and finding that thread of truth that comes through your life because against that you you build uh, confidence, self confidence, self awareness. Yes. You yes. called it power uh, that that uh, carries you forward through a difficult time because mm -hmm. everybody everybody eventually gets it gets to it. Rare is it the person who knows immediately, goes through their whole career, retires, and says, well, that was a great life. Almost everybody gets to a spot where they go, oh, crap, I got to do something I didn't want to do here. Well, or I didn't but, anticipate. Yeah. And it's super, it's super important now with the world changing the way it is. That what you just said, I agree, it never happens anymore. Uh, it, it just doesn't. And, and to be able to to face down or stare down a really scary moment, which we've all 
experienced or folks will experience with the the confidence built from a life of actually to and you don't have to take big chances to build confidence you just have to recognize the moments when you did it it's a growth mm-hmm. moment right there's a growth mm-hmm. moment there and if you go back over your life and you recognize them it'll help you give you the strength and sometimes it's it's just the it's the 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 gumption to go out and to realize, wow, you know what? I want to do this now. I got to go learn something new. My latest pivot now is to move from the agency business where I kind of was working on the business of the business. Mm-hmm. And I, I lost contact with what really fueled me, which was fueling others. Sometimes we get insights from those around us that can help guide us. Um, so sometimes uh, friends or business acquaintances, or and maybe even your wife. Did uh, did Sue ever have any thoughts or insights that uh, were helpful to help you uncover what was driving you? Sue, like right off the top, says, you know, John helps people achieve more than they ever thought was possible. There we go. And I just, I looked at her and and I thought to myself, wow, how could that be so clear to you? And it's so unclear to me. Wow. And so I, that, 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 there was a moment there. That was the, actually a pivotal moment, a growth moment for me, where I actually went on, on a, on a mission to kind of more uncover who I am and what I do and what, fuels me and and what is it about what I really loved in these different roles I've played over the course of my career. And and that's that actually is what what's led me to to become a performance coach, which is where I'm at right now. Is it particular is your current uh, activity is it particular to an industry? No, uh, is it still agency related? No, not at all. As a matter of fact, it's 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 uh, it's it's. I have some agency folks that I work with, but it's actually outside of that completely. Which which has been the most gratifying part of all this. It's it's not about a kind of job or coaching someone who's got an agency that might have trouble, and I can help them fish it out of the trouble. Of course I can do that. But it's 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 more about what's limiting people. You know, what limits you? Where are you having trouble? How can you tear down barriers so that you can work together better with folks? You know, the simple the simple thing which is which is crazy and you know it because you've seen it your entire career. Folks want to join a company because of its reputation. Wow, I'd love to work for Leo Burnett. Wow, I'd love to work for NCR. Boy, I'd really like to work for Amazon. I'd love to work for Apple. (laughs) But the reason why people leave those businesses is because they have a lousy manager. Mm. You, you, You take the job for reputation. You quit because you're having a bad experience with your direct line manager. I want to work with those managers to clear that stuff out. And so, you know, my, my kind of 
passionately driven mission now is to eliminate lousy managers, help them understand what they can bring to a business and the opportunity that they can provide for others and themselves if they can knock down the barriers, get over themselves, understand that they have their own true potential, figure out what problems are in their life and, and, and get rid of and work through those problems so that they don't end up in a situation where they, they turn off their own people and people quit on them. Well, if, if, you think, if you think back across the various changes that you made during your career and where you are today, uh, has it been satisfying? Wow. It's been awesome. I, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change a, a minute of it. I, I don't know. Um, in, in terms of the opportunities that I created myself or, or the opportunities that kind of came upon me because I was lucky or in the right place at the right time or, you know, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I think of the moment when you and I worked together, you happened to be there. Like you were there. It was divine in some way. The same thing um, in that same business, the same thing happened with Fred Kendall. You know, you interviewed Fred uh, a couple of podcasts ago. Wow. Fred was there and Fred took off over the, the Japanese office and he and I sat together and, and we did a deal on a napkin. Like that, that, that happens because relationships matter, but it also happens because there, there are moments in time here where, you know, we can't do this ourselves. The good Lord is looking down over us and saying, you know, you, uh, I'm going to help you here. And so, um, so many of those times, whether they were rough or glorious, I wouldn't change, uh, I wouldn't change a one of them. Any, any regrets? No regrets. None. I, I don't have any regrets. I, I've, I've been given a life that's amazing and a professional life that's amazing. Kids that are amazing, a wife who's amazing, and, and many, <laughs> many friends that, that have helped us, helped us through it. You know, I, and, and if, I, if I was to, to look back, you know, do I wish maybe there were some super, super lousy times that I could eliminate? <laughs> yes, I think so. However, they've created who I am. And so, um, you know, getting through a super lousy time gives you a muscle that you, that you flex and, and, and build that you can, it can never be taken away. Any advice for others? Go back through your life and think about your growth moments. Think about those little things and, and absorb them walk into them, meditate, go put yourself back in that place when you had to make that decision or that decision was made for you and what you earned, what you earned and learned from it so that as you continue to need to pivot or as you continue to enforce some change in your life that's necessary, you have the confidence to do it. But if, if, we're not prepared then and take action we can't achieve anything so build yourself up build your own confidence your own personal power so that you can do this i think that would be what i would offer to folks 
Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Dan. I, I really appreciate you, uh, you listening to my story. My thanks to John for sharing his insights. Helping others achieve more than they thought possible makes career freedom achievable and certainly a worthy goal for all those willing to confidently reach for their best. This brings us to the end of the Relationships Matter podcast. I'm your host, Dan Doster. Thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out via email, dan.relationshipsmatter at gmail.com. And remember, as my dad always said, the fun is in the run.